Hello, and welcome to SASCast. I'm Amber. And I'm Sarah. And we will start off like we normally do with an apology. I know. I feel terrible. We don't always get these done on time. I think part of it is we both have full-time jobs, and so part of it is when we come home at night, we're exhausted, and we haven't had time to redo our podcast. Well, the real reason why we didn't do this podcast for the final 13th episode of Roslick was because we were in two different locations. I was in Salt Lake City. That's right. And I was in San Francisco and we were worried about it actually probably would have sounded better than we normally sound. We sounded so, terrible last week. We're sorry. Yeah, guys. we're sorry. We're we're playing with these microphones and I don't think we know exactly what we're doing. And we have our little box here and I looked at the YouTube and I'm trying really hard people. This is a home. It's a home po- podcast. Do not harm. Do not do not it's throw homemade. aid on us. It's homemade. We try our best. It's crafty. It's craft. <laughs> it is crafty. Neither one of us is crafty. Who's craftier, you or me? We're equally not. Give me crafty. an example of your last craft. Okay, so my last craft was getting our podcast picture together for the logo. Yeah, I think I don't even know my last craft. That's how you know what I'm. In, I'm innately actually. I'm gonna not talk too much about this, but I'm innately. A crafty person. In fact, one of uh, my favorite classes are. in high school was arts and okay. crafts. Uh, so what I loved is when I would work with patients and they'd be like in their 80s and I'd say, talking about their function, asking them how you know they've been doing getting at home and they will always revert back to when they were the quarterback of the high school team. So it reminds me of you just saying back in high school when I took crafting, we're, we're 50 years old. If in 30 years, 32 years to be exact, you have not been crafting, you are not a crafter. So let me just say this. Well, now, I'm not going to talk about this other than to say that my dumb life choices, that's the, what this what we're talking about, bad life choices, people. I am one of those people who believe that I needed to be responsible and working at all times. And so that's all I ever did from the age of 14 until I'm 50 years old today is work my fucking ass off. So that's why I'm not crafting. And, you know, it's funny because I we were doing a alumni session the other night. And one of the questions I threw out to all these physical therapists, the question was, if you were not doing your career as a physical therapist, what would you be doing? What's your career? And so I was just waiting to hear, you know, there was a couple of people that were like, I'd be an architect or I would be, one was an architect, one would be, oh, I was a, I'd be a writer. Another person would was going to be a painter. And I said, which I believe to be true, I wanted to be on Saturday Night Live. I wanted to be Kristen Wiig of the world or Gilda Radner. I wanted to be that. And so you were, you would have been more like, gosh, what was that character's name? The one who did the singing and a gas and a gas tire. Oh my it's god! Gas tower. Yeah, I would have been. And so, but but my point being is that I, you're right. Our jobs are so busy that we don't get sit sit down. And and podcasting is a creative outlet. Well, while you were talking about that, and then we can move on to the show because maybe people don't care about us. Okay. Well, Amber says they do. Keep going. I would have been. A sh- I my crafting. I take that back. I do a lot of cooking, and I enjoy cooking very much. And I was making biscuits and sourdough pancakes recently. And so I definitely, that's a craft. Yeah, I think that's I, a craft. I highly I, suggest it and encourage more of it. 
And I'm going to, I would have been a chef had I not been done and I should have been a chef. Okay. So that's what I should have done. You would have been a chef. I would have been on Saturday Night Live. We're both drinking Manhattans right now. We're barely sipping them. I'm very proud of it. Yeah, so good. I made it really, really, you guys, I made it really perfectly. You know what I did? I took the double rye, High West double rye, which apparently I didn't realize that you needed to use a rye in a Manhattan. Yeah, my dad told me. But you do. Yeah. So I use High West double rye. Is it Martini and Rossi? Sweet vermouth. That's all you can get. Martin and Rossi. It's Martini and Rossi. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, dash of bitters. Mm -hmm. A little bit of a nice cherry, not, not a creepy cherry juice, but a good one. I wish I had the Italian type of cherries, but I don't. Yeah, and a little. Orange peel and amber. She wants cherry and orange peel. I don't. I just want cherry. Mm -hmm. And mixed it all up and poured it. It turned out really well. I would say it turned out excellently. So thank you very much. So what do you think? Episode 13. Who do we start with? I say Mary. Okay, let's start with her. Go. As we have said for a number of episodes that Mary has a cult of the church and is absolutely 100% because when she walks into the church, what do you call them? The customers. <laughs> what do they call Parishioners. Parishioners. The parishioners, literally, I think all of their, they all went into attention. Like you no. can tell fear has crossed their face no, when no, no. she went in. No, Amber. So the other day, you guys, I was watching it. I, I watched it twice. So the other day I was watching it and we were, she was, Amber was in San Francisco and I was here in Salt Lake. And I called her up in the middle of the show because I had not noticed this in the first watching. And when she walked into her church, you guys, it was for choir practice. All of the parishioners in the choir were cla- standing and clapping like uh, Tom Cruise entered and you know what I'm talking about? When Tom Cruise enters the Scientology videos that we have all seen online, <laughs> where the Scientologists it's all so get up true. and go berserk like the biggest name on earth just walked in. That's right. And that's what they all did with Mary. And I paused it. I immediately paused it. And I called up Amber. You're totally and what right. did I say, Amber? You you were like, it's a cult. It's a cult. The way that they just welcomed her into the church was completely Scientology. Matter of fact, what I think you said was we need to get Leah Remini on this case. That is absolutely right. And I am not fucking joking when I say we, I'm going to email Leah Remini. I am. Yeah. And I don't know that I'll DM her or something on Instagram, but I am going to say to her that I do, and this isn't a joke. Honestly, it's not a joke. I do not think it's appropriate for Bravo Network to be putting out, promoting, promoting a cult leader on that network. And now in this time of uh, all of us being more cognizant of victimization and people treating people horribly. I was about to say misogyny, but I don't it's know. It's not misogyny. It is. No, it's I just know. victimization. Yeah. I do think that we need to do something about it. And I'm not joking. I'm not. No, I completely agree. I do think we should DM Leah because she might give us some insights. And, and and also shame on Bravo. Shame on Bravo. They didn't know. They didn't know this. But they know now. as we were looking at the reunion and wondering if Mary was going to be back, because you remember, apparently Andy Cohen had Jeff from flipping out on the Bravo 
channel asking him questions and jeff was asking about mary was she gonna be on the next season and andy says well jeff said he did not want her on it and then andy said we'll watch the reunion okay so we watched reunion we won't talk about that today but we did watch reunion episode part one and i didn't find anything compelling about mary m cosby no but going back to the episode that we are reviewing when mary ann cosby walked in they all cheered mary not in mary ann no mary m I just, I like to call her Marianne. (laughs) And so anyway, when she comes in, and remember when she's singing and Mary gets all mad at them? And Uh, the one guy's daydreaming apparently, and she's like, what are you daydreaming about? Marlon, his name is Marlon. And then they all start, got into formation again. I said to Amber, when I had paused it and talked to her about it, I said, you want to know what, Amber? I used to go to church all the time when I was growing up. My, I was totally in a you know i I don't want to say we're a religious family but we went to church well my mom did my dad didn't every week we were methodists and we went to church every week and we were very involved on the weekdays in choir and other church activities and i promise you none of us ever were treated like our like that by our minister and bizarre it was bizarre it was like nothing i've literally ever seen before in terms of somebody pretending to be just a normal minister of a church yeah so, she needs. She got to go, and I think we should take care of it. Like I honestly, well, we I think a, we need to tell Leah Remini. And I do think that I, I do not think that Bravo should be supporting a cult leader. I mean, it seems apparent that she's collecting money, nonstop money from her parishioners. That's what it seems. What seems apparent. By the way, I should have timed that segment because I believe that was the only time she was on that final episode. I know, right? Because she had to beat two minutes and twelve seconds. I think was yeah. the last episode. She's barely on the show. Yeah. She's barely on the show. I have a lot. I could say a lot about it. I won't, but she needs to go. I don't like her. And she's a cult leader and she adds nothing to the show as far as I'm concerned. Although I will say this, we talk about her nonstop. So maybe she does. So I think she does add something. But what I think is really creepazoid and, and which is out there in the internet sphere of people trying to figure out. Have you noticed, Sarah, she's always in that one room? Like it looks like a closet where it's where Cinderella and she live. I like how you're now calling her yeah, Cinderella. Because I love Charlinda. But I'm... Yeah, Charlinda and Mary do live in that closet area. And that's all... You no, get every her, room in her house looks like a closet because she's got all those clothes in there. Yeah, other than the church, the only time they do testimonials, the other only time they do this recent episode, they flash back and she's in the closet. By the way, I didn't tell so, you this. No, so it makes me think they may have filmed her more often after the fact. No, I think they filmed her and found nothing of value in any of their filming. And I want to point out something. It's really important. Amber. Sarah. She's not ever seen with any of the other housewives. And that is why she has Since to go. Walters. Walters was the last time she was ever seen with another housewife. I want That's you to think true. Back so on that was any, about halfway through the, the season. season. And I want you to think back on any housewife franchise and have you ever seen one housewife on any franchise not being seen with any of the other housewives? No, I know. So so something way fishy is going yes, on. Yes, yeah. exactly. Exactly. Okay. Well, I guess that's all there. there who should we go to that. next? Let's do it in order of who we like. So this, the least, this ne- next person that I least like would be Lisa, Lisa Barlow. Barlow. jinx jinx you owe me a coke okay so lisa barlow you know i don't even know where to start what fresh wolf oh i know i don't even know to start with her because the fact that they were sitting around what looked like like a little dining or a diner restaurant table i think it's in their house or so oh no they were at the marketing it was at her work 
her marketing um, place. That's her place? Yeah. Okay, so they were at the marketing table with that 22-year-old who then, with her son, and she's like, okay, what's his name, Jack? Jack, I think it's uh, his name, Impromptu, yeah. do, do your, your pitch. pitch about Fresh Wolf. And then he tried. He was put on the nice spot. Nice kid. Nice kid. Put on kid. the spot. Not no, nice of her. You know, no, not to poop on him. He's a shy boy, you can tell. Yeah, but it was just so ridiculous him going... You know, it's a body wash and it's, you know, you know, creams or whatever. And I'm just like, this is all creepy. This is all creepy. It's stupid. It's ridiculous. And you two sitting there, the the husband looks scared all the time, looks scared, fear in his eyes, sitting there dumbfounded by this whole thing. And she's like, oh, my God, he's amazing. He did the best pitch ever. And I'm thinking to myself, lady, you are just creepazoid. Well, okay, so just skipping forward to the reunion, just briefly, because she had on a horrible spray tan. I do think that Lisa Barlow is a weirdo who, I don't know, I, I feel like she's in, she's, you know what it is? She's acting. She's not being natural on the show. I agree with you 100%. Yeah, and maybe that's what we don't like Maybe about that's her. what we don't like. And just yep. be yourself. And maybe Lisa yep. Barlow... We would enjoy you more. I welcome you to call in to Sascast someday when we have our live Facebook feeds and we do a show. And I'd love to talk to you because I have called you a mean girl and I stand by that. I have called this whole thing with getting your son to do some product called Fresh Wolf for men weird. I, I've called your... I like that. You don't like the name Fresh Wolf? I do. Okay. I've called the whole luncheon as an opportunity, a missed opportunity for her to raise awareness of business owners that are color, you have people a, of color. You mean a business it's a women's business lunch? women's luncheon? Just and lunch. I'm just thinking to Lisa Barlow. I believe there's more to you, and I'd love to see the real you. What? No, you don't. You don't well, care. Well, I'm trying to be positive, Sarah, because I don't want to be totally nasty about people. And well, I there's do- nothing interesting about Lisa Barlow. Let's be honest. Okay, her husband. He seems nice. He oh, seems boring he seems and nice. Very nice. Boring, boring, boring. Bo- and okay, so the one interesting thing about Lisa Barlow is this: she's pretending to be a Mormon. She claims she's a Mormon. Okay, all right, you're not really a Mormon. And I was actually just talking to my sister about this. And the reality of the matter is that. There are no good Mormons on the show, which is kind of interesting that, well, maybe because no good Mormon would be on the show, let's be honest, right? But she's the most Mormon of anybody on the show, right? Because Whitney and Heather are no longer Mormon. They were the actual real Mormons. I mean, I say real Mormons, meaning they were born and raised and lived the culture of Salt Lake and Utah Mormons. And Lisa Barlow didn't. She's a convert. Oh, I forgot. Totally. I'm sorry. Jen Shaw also grew up Mormon. But she was sort of an outcast Mormon, as were all of the Pacific Islanders who were converted and then their families were brought here to Salt Lake. They were never fully accepted by the Mormon church, truthfully. Lisa Perlow's the only active, quote, active Mormon in the group. And it's so hard to believe when you own a freaking tequila well, place. Come on. I, I was talking, yeah. Yeah, let's not even go into the reunion yet yeah. because they, they t- kind of tackle that a little bit. So any, is there anything else we need to say about Lisa Barlow? Well, so we saw, and you know what, it just occurred to me when I was thinking, oh, we only saw Mary at her church. That's not true. We saw everybody, and we'll get to Heather Gay last because I think she's our favorite jointly at her beauty lab and laser party. So we did see uh, Barlow and M. Cosby at, at that party that we'll talk about last, I'm sure. Yeah, that's true, though. So we did see another episode where Mary M. Cosby came out of the closet. And it was at to the beauty bar 
That was the same episode. Yeah, that was, yeah. You're right. The same episode. Okay. So can we go to next, my our next? What, who are you going to talk about now? Are you trying to engage? Are you trying to engage with me right okay, now? What's with the mask that she wore? No, what's with? Here's the thing, you guys. So apparently, everybody's down on Brooks in social media. Oh, really? Land. Yeah, and sh- and Meredith is really upset. And I'm like, you want to know why everybody's he's upset? Because he's an asshole, Meredith. He's an ass. And he's not a child. Kid. Like, she keeps saying, "Oh, he's my child." Is he's he 21. He's years 20 old. or 21. Listen, I'm not suggesting that's a grown adult. I'm not going to make that argument. No, no, not but for a man specifically. The, yeah, but he's the one who put himself out there and made himself look like a total ass. Even in this episode, so, yeah. when she was wearing the outfit with the bell bottoms, <laughs> yet again. Um, but she had a blazer. It looked horrible, by the way. And then, and you know what? Coming from me, that says something because I dress like a complete and total pig. And even I can tell that that was not a good outfit. And then she decided she would wear the blazer as just a dress. Yes, without that's the pants. right. She took the pants off in front of Brooks. Yeah, showed nothing. Like showed all nothing, you see is just her, legs. her legs. Yeah. And Brooks freaked the fuck out. Yeah. I, I, she's so judgmental, what particularly on women. Judgmental on anything women. You show too much leg. You show a vagina. You show whatever. And he's just, a, he just his commentary is, well, it's immature and it's a mean boy. He's a mean boy. He's a mean boy like they're mean girls. Well, so I wonder have... where he learned it from. I don't know. What I is just the sparkling more... mask that she came up to the show? That Brooks was weird. To wear that. that was that was bizarre. She couldn't even there see. Was... Remember, she almost There's... fell over at the on the runway. Yeah, going there, into there was Beauty nothing Lab cool about that. That's just weird, Meredith. I, although I will say this, I do like Meredith. I actually really like I Meredith. I do too. I have to say, yeah. I have come to like Meredith. I I didn't start out liking Meredith. But where I turned the corner was when she talked about the divorce with the parents of why she disengages. Oh, yes. That is where I turned my corner, too. But yet too. again, that's always... I think that's a really important thing, right? Because we know in this world, we don't know anybody's backstories. And we create these stories about people. And we create our assumptions and our stereotypes, our biases. And you t- hear one story, and all of a sudden, your heart changes in a way, right? So I, I have come to like Meredith more... And I'm moving towards their direction of liking. But I do think this her relationships with Brooks, her relationship with Brooks should be reevaluated. What do you mean? Well, I think she needs to let him stand on his own two feet. Well, okay. I think that Meredith is treating Brooks like her best friend. I think that happens actually, especially, you know, I'll be honest with you. I grew up in a in a family as well where my father traveled all the time. I mentioned this before, and it seems to me that's sort of the the family dynamic that happened in Meredith's family too, where it seemed like the husband did a lot of work and traveling, and Meredith kind of followed him around. And my guess is Brooks became a you know not Sir, only a, a son but a friend, right? Yeah. And I do think that that's common, especially. You know, I mean, I think that, listen, do I think Brooks is gay? Yeah. I mean, they've not really ever addressed that part of the issue. But, you know, when you have a nice, cute gay, he's so handsome. He's so handsome with his beautiful skin. And, Pretty lips. Oh, my gosh. He's very lovely. And when you've got somebody who could have come across, by the way, he could have made himself a big old star. He when took you a think turn. about, let's talk about that. That's he a bigger took, story. He took a dive. He started off, people were like, wow. We loved him. This kid's going to be so interesting. And then he just became probably like a 21-year-old. I don't know. I don't have kids, so I, sh- I, I well, you know, I don't know. Maybe he just, he developed later and his, he was more angsty and instead of as a teenager, he's angsty as a 21 year old. Well, no, I, I think that bottom line, 
he is a he's critical of oh, everything. He's very critical and, of women. Of women. Well, probably everybody, not just women, uh, not, if you ask me. Well, he was critical of Seth. So I actually believe that he's not a nice person innately. Maybe there could be reasons for that. Oh, I don't know. I, I don't I don't know if I'd go that far. I do think he's Amber, insecure. He's not nice to anybody. He's a jerk to everybody. He's insecure. He's very insecure. Well, whatever. Yeah. Anyway, he missed an opportunity and actually it's Breakout taught me a, it's taught me a big old lesson and i'm well it didn't really teach me a lesson. i'm just saying that he could have taken this opportunity he could have been a light we all Breakout liked star. him after yeah we Breakout all liked star. him he could have had his own show and guess what we all think he's an ass yeah sad sad sad, sad. jen shaw is she next yeah jen shaw oh it's interesting we did meredith before jen shaw. i would have done jen shaw before meredith yeah, I don't think we should. Doesn't matter. Let's Doesn't. Do yeah. So Jen Shaw. So Jen Shaw and this whole. I, I, was this this also dancing one? No, this is the beauty and beauty lab and laser. Yeah, but what was her little spiel in this one? This is the one that, frankly, I think Heather made a mistake oh, by no. constantly no, 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 rating no, no. her. No, no, it wasn't it Jen Shaw and Lisa Barlow met at the bar. They went at the bar and had a drink. And Lisa Barlow was like, oh, hey, I'm just going to give you, I just really want you to have the opportunity to try to explain what happened. Jesus. <laughs> I love how your intonation ends on the positive. That's how she talks. And then suddenly out of the blue, she'll say, Jesus. <laughs> I don't they remember. Had a, they had a drink Where? at a bar. What bar? I don't know. They went to some bar. They had a drink, and Jen sh- and uh, Lisa Barlow was like, "You're still my friend," even though after oh, the previous episode, right. she was like, "I don't that's want to be friends right. with her." That's right. That's right. But by the way, but I, no, I like Jen Shaw. I, you know uh, what I mean? You know what? Uh, okay, so we're she getting was cra- a hell- she was a crazy bitch in, in yes, Las Vegas. Yes. Let's be honest. She was crazy a bunch of times. But yeah, she I do really feel bitch. like she is kind of a deer in the headlights, and she's trying to make an arc in the series. She wants to stay on the show. She has a side of her that's a little bit wild, a little bit She doesn't have to over worry about staying on the show. What's that? She'll never have to worry about being off that show. No, I know. I'm just saying, but she was creating an arc. She really wanted to solidify her space on the show. I, I actually think in this show, when they were at Beauty Lab and Laser, I really thought Heather Gay needed to stop with the whole... Oh, well, yeah, we'll get there. But yeah, she was super mean to her. Well, that's what I'm saying. That's the next part that we Although, saw Jen Shaw. in the confessional, Jen Shaw did pretty much say that she just decided she was just going to go apologize. No, Amber's now drinking my Manhattan. You want to know why, people? Because she drank her own Manhattan. So she decided she would just grab I mine just as if little, I wouldn't notice. A little sip. I did notice. A little I've sip. I've been sipping my Manhattan. I know. So I'm sipping. I, I'm not going to have another one. Go ahead. Keep going. So... Let's talk about Whitney. Oh, no, no, no. I, no, no, no. What? We didn't finish. So Jen Shaw said at the beginning of the episode that she was just going to apologize her ass off, even for shit she didn't know what she was apologizing for, <laughs> which I thought was a very good strategy. Until And then when we get to to the beauty lab and laser party, it didn't work, but I did think it was a good strategy. It was a good strategy. But let's, okay, so we're going to save Heather Gage for last. Let's go into Whitney and her dad and the haircutting studio. And he had the little bandana on his head. Actually, to be honest with you, so he for those that didn't watch it, he was he was auditioning for a teacher. A, an instructor at a cosmetology facility of some kind. And Whitney was his model. Yeah. And actually, I thought he did a really nice job. I think he would be real sweet. He tried real hard. I think he's a nice guy. 
He covered his hair up, and I think that was an important piece of it. No, he didn't. He had all that fringe and no, the hair. No, I know, but he had, uh, he had fringe, but he did not have the majority of that thing on his head showing. You guys, let me just say, I looked at that crowd of people at that cosmetology school, and then I looked at him teaching, and I thought to myself, self, thank God you live in San Francisco. No, I think you thought to yourself, no, self, I didn't think that. this is an interesting group where a lot of people have their own stories. That's what I thought to myself. A lot of stories going on oh in this room. God, Amber. But we're not talking about that. I know you're Miss Nicey McNicerator, but that doesn't mean that you would go get your hair done by any of the people in that room. Well, certainly not at that level. I wouldn't know. <laughs> no. That's the point I'm trying to okay. make. I will say this. They're probably all very talented and I'm being a bitch. But yeah. I did think that he did an okay enough job in his in his audition it sounds like he didn't get the job when you're talking when we heard from Whitney talk a little bit at the reunion we haven't gotten to that point yet but it sounds like that he might not be doing well which makes me really upset and sad truthfully because can i tell you what i really was rooting for him i know i i totally agree and i and i still am and and i don't know they did a little bit of a foreshadowing at the reunion mm-hmm. yeah and I'm hopeful that he made it. I'm not sure. Well, you know, well, I should say this. I don't think, quote, made it. I think as as anyone who has addiction, I think it's a chronic disease and that you're going to have relapsing and you're going to have successes. And I think you can't get down if you have a relapse. You have to get back on the horse and mm-hmm. keep going. So I'm hopeful that he is on the horse. Yeah, I, I hear you. What about people who don't ever go clean? They just consistently abuse alcohol or and or drugs. I think the question is if they're using alcohol or drugs, that you, the big question is how is it impacting their life, right? Because I do think people use alcohol and drugs and are functioning and, and are recreational or what have you. And you know, whether you want to pass judgment on them or not about whether they should be doing that or not, that that's your own opinion. But I think the million dollar question is, is it impacting not only your work, but your relationships with other people? And if that's the case, then the question becomes, how are you going to manage it? Mm-hmm. I don't know why I asked that question. Okay. So next, let's go last but not least. Yeah. Heather, Heather. Gay. And the, so is there her new facility? Yes. Oh, and the husband came. Yeah. Let's talk about him for a minute. Okay. What's his name again? Billy. Billy. I, Billy looks ill to me. He does. I first off, I'm going to say a lot of nice stuff about Billy. I thought he was very supportive of Heather. I thought it, he. I thought he genuinely looked like that he was happy for her, and he made a comment. Oh, you can support me now in a good way. Like I'm, you know, you're you're going to be such a big success. Yeah, you're going to be supporting me at some point. And she thought that was kind of funny and silly, but. So he seemed really nice, actually. It was interesting, though. I remember when they were talking. It was just the two of them. They left the girls. They went in the back to like one of the rooms. And they were sitting there. She was sitting in the corner. And I believe he was sitting on the treatment table. And they were talking. And she looked to me like a little girl. Like she went back in time and kind of made herself, trying to make herself small again. And was talking to him like a like uh, an adult or a elder. And it was just an interesting moment to me where I thought she's not over this. Well, no, I can I just say something? So I'm, I think when people have to be reliant on a spouse in a divorce, so you get divorced and now you, let's say, have been a stay-at-home mom or stay-at-home dad, doesn't matter who, and you've been reliant on somebody 
for a long period of time. And not only that, you have to be reliant on them after the divorce for a period of time, if not for a long period of time, because you don't have that earning capacity and you don't have the ability to support yourself, which is what happened with her. I do think it's a power dynamic. And I do think that to an extent, it becomes sort of paternal on his, you know what I mean? That, He's that, taking that's care of exactly, her. That's yeah. a great way of saying it. And I, and I do think that he was genuinely proud of her. And I mean, does he really care about supporting her? Probably not. It sounds like they've got more money than God, truthfully. So Wasn't he related to Howard Hughes? No, no, no. He, his grandfather or father oh, was a driver or was, something. Yeah, somebody who inherited like hundreds of millions of dollars from Howard Hughes, which is bizarre, but okay. Well, she's in her new place. And I think where where I where I had a hard time with Heather and and our listeners know that we're fans of Heather Gay was that she just kept on Jen over and over and over saying you haven't apologized you haven't apologized and I kind of felt like Jen did apologize and this whole beating the dead horse didn't seem like a very useful set of time and it just got old on watching it. Well, certainly, I think when you see the reunion part one or episode one, you can see that Jen Shaw was having nothing of it. Like she was kind of kowtowing to Heather in the last episode, episode 13. And now you, she probably rewatched the season and was like, why did I do that? I right. I mean, because Heather, honestly, Heather, and by the way, Heather went, who was it Whitney who said that there's some weird power struggle going on between Heather and Jen? She's 100% right. And Heather took it too far. In fact, we were all totally Heather supporters, I think, all of us, when we watched the end of episode 12, the Vegas episode. And then to see Heather go off her rocker and not accept Jen's apology. Be like, you need to own it. Remember that? You need to own it. You need to own it. Jen was like, own what? Like, I don't know what you're talking about. I've already apologized a million times. Just own it, Jen. Just own it. And I'm, I, even I was sitting there going, what are you talking about? Like, yeah. own what? What do you want her to say? It was bizarre. What I thought was bizarre was, were they putting cotton candy in the drinks? I don't know, but they were Is making, that- what was cool was they were making that cotton candy. And by the way, you guys, so I worked at Hogle Zoo, which is here in Salt Lake City. Um, that was my first job. I worked. I was a concessionaire. I worked in the concession stands at Hogle Zoo. And one of my most favorite things to do when I was working there was to make the cotton candy. Because I had a big cotton candy maker right up front in the main concession stand. I wonder if it's still there. We should go see. We should go see. And making cotton candy is a lot of fun if you ever did. Yeah, but weren't they putting cotton candy in their drinks they might have but they were making cotton candy look like lips which i thought was genius (laughs) (laughs) i wish it was genius i wish we had a video right now to watch the pure joy light up in your face after you said that because you thought i'm brilliant (laughs) that was so funny Anyway, let's wrap this episode up. Our next episode we're going to review is the reunion. The reunion. It's already happened. Part one. Guess what we're doing tonight? Part one. We're going to review part one because that was very, very good. We're going to rewatch just when we finish this up and then we're going to do another episode. All right. So thank you so much for being with us on SaskCats with Sarah and Amber. Amber.